Hello and welcome to the Rough Draft Podcast, Season 9, Episode 4, your favorite student-run literary, cultural, and filmographical podcast here at York College of Pennsylvania. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and this week we're taking a look at professors and students in the Nursing and Allied Health Department here at York College of Pennsylvania. My first guest today is Professor Shannon Childs. Professor Childs, thanks for coming on. Thank you. So what specifically is your field of study and what kind of classes do you teach here at York? I am a respiratory therapist uh, by trade, and I now teach respiratory therapy to the respiratory care program at York College. So what first got you interested in respiratory therapy? Um, well, to, it's kind of a long story, but um, my grandfather actually had COPD, which stands for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And that's something that a respiratory therapist uh, would, you know, would uh, treat and take care of. And he was actually uh, admitted to the hospital and put on a ventilator or a breathing machine uh, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So when I saw um, his respiratory therapist come in and start, you know, playing with the breathing machine, pushing buttons, I, I asked her, hey, what are you? Like, what do you do? And She's the one that led me to the director at that time, and uh, that's how I got involved in your College, and I actually went to your College as well. All right, looks like John is here. Oh. I'll let him in. <laughs> what first got you interested in teaching? Uh, I think I, at a very young age, I was always interested in teaching. You know, I used to like play teacher um, when I was five years old. But um, I always knew that I didn't want to be a hands-on therapist clinically for, you know, my entire adult life. I knew that I wanted to do something else. Um, and I really, really enjoy the fact that I get to take what I already know and pour it out to the other students and help the next generation achieve their goals. Now, you said you went to York College and now you teach here. What drew you to the school? I did. Um, honestly, it's a great school and it was local to me. Um, I'm from Southern York County, and it's in, you know, York County, so <laughs> I figured, hey, this is a, you know, close place to go and a great school, and it had what I was looking for, so it all worked out for me. Uh, so have you taught anywhere else besides York? I have not. Well, I take that back. I did teach for about a year at uh, a school in Lancaster, um, and it was for the same thing. It was for respiratory therapy, and it was only because I worked there as a clinical educator and that position became, um, or it came available, and then the school shut down after a year, so <laughs> that's why I stopped. What would you say is a common misconception that people have about respiratory therapy or students that are studying it? Um, you know, respiratory therapy is not looked at highly because the nurse, nurses overshine respiratory therapy. We're kind of, um, you know, the, the redhead stepchild of the hospital. Um, not a lot of people know about respiratory therapy or know um, what our profession does. As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of my friends and family members still think I'm a nurse. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest thing that we have to overcome. And even as students, that's just, it's something that we have to m make people aware of. You know, we have to market it. We have to advertise it. And um, because our, there are so few of us in our profession, it's just not as well known as others. How has instruction changed since you first started? Um, I just started teaching in my role 
about a year ago. Um, but I will say that I have been a clinical instructor before. And uh, even before that, you know, I went to school here. So I, I know a little bit of the difference. Honestly, it's probably the technology. There are so many things now that um, are at our fingertips. Uh, Canvas, I think, is a, a great tool that we use. Um, you know, even even studying for tests and using Kahoot and, and stuff like that, it just, it was never really available. We had the old, like, overhead projectors with the, the plastic slides that you would write on. <laughs> and, you know, now we have PowerPoint and stuff like that. So it's definitely the technology that's really made a big jump. Um, I think our students are the same. They've always been. So you, you know the school pretty well. What would you like future students to know about York? Um, I'd say I would like them to, to get involved. That is something I regret not doing. Um, I commuted here, so I, was, I just came, went to class, and went home. <laughs> you know, I never really um, dug deep and, you know, became part of the college. So um, I probably don't know your college as much as I should, and that's my fault. And my advice would be just to, you know, to, to play more, to, <laughs> to be involved more. Yeah, as a commuter myself, it is difficult to be involved with the community. Yeah, definitely. What is something you like to do on the weekends? Hmm. My parents have a beach house, <laughs> so I like to go to the beach. Um, other than that, I don't have very many hobbies. <laughs> just kind of like to hang out, be with my friends. What's something that your students probably don't know about you? Hmm. We're pretty close. So we do talk about a lot of stuff, but uh, they probably don't know that I race cars. Um, <laughs> that's that's really not anything that I broadcast too much. Um, but yeah, I'm a, a big car fan, and I do enjoy you know being at the racetrack. Oh, well, it's definitely an interesting hobby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually not something that a girl likes. <laughs> What is something you would like current students to know about respiratory therapy? Um, I want them to know that being a clinical therapist isn't their only option. There is so many ways they can diversify themselves. Um, they can be a teacher. They can be involved in management. They can be a clinical instructor. They could be a clinical educator in the department. They could work in um, pulmonary rehab or other places that aren't hospital-based, like our, our sleep lab in Dover, there's, there's so many opportunities and so many options, and I just want them to see the big picture rather than think they're kind of pigeonholed in one spot. All right, and our last question for you today, what would you say is one of the most rewarding experiences you've had at York? Honestly, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm always rewarded. Um, as a clinician, just seeing people get better was fantastic for me. And as a teacher, being able to see the students see someone get better because of the care that they provided is amazing. All right, we want to thank you for coming on and talking to us today. All right, thank you. All right, and our next guest today is nursing professor, Dr. Stacy Lutter. Dr. Lutter, thanks for coming on today. You're welcome, it's great to be here. So what specifically is your field of study and what kind of classes do you teach here at York College of Pennsylvania? Uh, so
So I'm a nurse and my primary teaching responsibilities are undergraduate pharmacology. I have also often taught in the clinical setting, but now that I'm doing administration, I'm not doing that. And sometimes I also get the opportunity to teach some graduate courses for our nurse educator students. So what first got you interested in the field of nursing? So when I was in high school, I really loved anatomy and physiology, and I initially thought that I wanted to be a high school biology teacher. But my mom kind of convinced me that, you know, nursing was a really great field. And so when I was looking at colleges, I looked at all colleges that had both education and nursing as majors because I, I really wasn't sure at the time. What first got you interested in teaching? Well, I, I guess I always wanted to be a teacher ever since I was younger. So that really was more of a calling for me than to become a nurse. So I would say that is a misconception that you know, everyone thinks that nurses just always were born to be a nurse. And, and I think that for many people that is true, but I also think that you can be a good nurse and make a really great career out of nursing, even if it's not something that you wanted to do like your whole life, that you aren't just like born, like it's like born to be an artist. You know, I think it's like a myth. Have you taught anywhere uh, before YCP? No, I have not taught anywhere at another academic setting. My previous job to this was in staff development, so I did a lot of more on-the-job education on a nursing unit, but not for another school. And what drew you to York? Well, I always did want to be a teacher, so when I had the opportunity to go back to school to earn a master's degree, because that is a requirement to teach in the state of Pennsylvania. You have to have a master's degree to teach in nursing. I just, you know, kind of had done that and I was working in staff development. I was actually very happy doing that. But then I had, I met Dr. Harrington at a water aerobics class. She was our former chair many years ago. And I just got to talking to her and she said they needed some faculty. So at the time I started off just teaching, you know, one day a week in the clinical setting and I still had my full-time job. But after two years of doing that, that she had a full-time opening available. So then at that time, I decided to come here full-time. What is the common misconception you hear about the nursing field and students in nursing? I think one thing that we tend to hear a lot about is, I guess, that drive that you, you know, caring and compassion you know, that I just want to help people. And that is wonderful. You have to have that to be a nurse. I definitely think you need to have the ability to relate to others, to have empathy. But I think the thing that people don't know about is that nursing is also a science and that you do have to have strong problem solving skills and strong understanding of things like medications to prevent errors. So not only do you have to have a strong understanding of the science behind what you're doing and care about what you're doing, you also have to be a really good problem solver because as in the nurse, you're kind of on the ground level communicating between many different disciplines to coordinate the care of your patient. So I think sometimes the biggest misconception is people just think of nurses as, you know, taking blood pressures, passing pills and just like caring for people and there's a lot more to it than that. How would you say instruction has changed since you first started teaching? Well, obviously a lot more technology now. Um, you know, when I first started, we did have smart classrooms, so I feel like in some ways that hasn't changed a whole lot. I think one thing that has definitely changed even prior to COVID 
was our use of simulation. We, we haven't done that, you know, to the degree that some schools do, but really allowing the opportunity to watch students do something and give them immediate feedback. Because when we're in a hospital setting, we can't be watching every student all at the same time. So, you know, we're kind of often relying upon their report of what they did. We don't watch them do every single little thing. I mean, medications, of course we do. So I think the simulation gives the ability to give immediate feedback and immediate debriefing to students, which I think is a wonderful opportunity and something I'd say that has changed tremendously, even in the past five or six years. What is one thing you would like to tell a future student about your college? I think your college is just a really great place. Um, the students generally love it. And I think that we really provide a supportive atmosphere across campus. Like the faculty really care about students and I think that comes across. And that doesn't mean that every student likes every class or loves every professor, but at the core of what we do, we really want students to be successful and emphasize that professional component that you need to be successful once you leave college. So what's something that you like to do outside of school? Like what does an average weekend look like for you? Oh guys, not too exciting. Um, <laughs> I clean, which I hate to do. Um, but I have two boys, so you know, like last Saturday, we threw the baseball a little bit. We like to hike when the weather's nice as a family. I like to have bonfires. We have a few acres, and so I just, I take time to do the things around my house, but I also try to relax a little bit. And my favorite hobby right now is cross stitching, which I started doing in second grade, which I learned from a teacher. And so that's something I like to spend a few hours definitely doing on the weekend and sometimes in the evening just to de-stress from the day. Definitely agree with that sentiment of hitting cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> what is something your students probably don't know about you? something they probably don't know about me so they probably know that maybe I like to cross stitch and that you know I'm a nerd but when I was in college uh, my summer job was working at Cedar Point which is an amusement park in Ohio so I did that for four summers in college and I think that was really integral to my development because as a student I didn't have a lot of fun maybe as a nursing student in college and that allowed me some opportunities to work and have a little bit more fun in the summer and I also learned a lot of really good work ethic there I mean my family has a really strong work ethic but at the time you know it was a very strict place to work you had to be on time if you were late three times you were fired and so that really just instilled the the value and that customer service piece which you know teaching has a lot of those skills as well. So I feel like even though I didn't work as a nursing assistant as a college student, I really gained a lot of valuable skills that helped me to be successful in my career. What's something that you would like current students to know about the nursing field? I think it's important to know that it is an exciting field. There is great demand. It is challenging. I think the one thing I want students to know is the importance of really developing skills to care for yourself because, you know, we talk about COVID now and that it's a very challenging time in practice just because, you know, you, you have to wear a mask all day and then there's different protocols and things are changing. But in my experience in practice, that's always there and there's always going to be the next thing. When I entered practice, you know, AIDS and HIV was just kind of emerging and the care of those patients was challenging. So I think you need to be prepared that there's always going to be challenges. So in order to deal with those challenges, you need to be able to take care of yourself. 
so that you can do your very best every day that you go into work. What is the piece of advice you would give to seniors graduating in nursing? I would say be excited. This is a great opportunity, but also be prepared that no matter what we've done and how much we've prepared you, the learning curve is very steep when you first get into practice. And I think you really don't feel confident for a year to a year and a half after you get into the field. And so I think that's one thing I just want people to not be surprised about and to not be disengaged because sometimes people think I was a really great student and you know why is this so so much harder than I thought it would be and you know some studies have shown that you know maybe 20 to 30 percent of nurses actually leaves the profession in their first year and that that's actually a topic I did my doctoral work on because I was really interested in looking at people invested such a huge part of their life and then to get in a career and leave it so I think you know you need to do some soul searching think about what were you dissatisfied about if you entered practice and worked to change the system? Right. And what would you say is one of the most rewarding experiences you've had at York? I mean, I can talk of so many. I mean, I feel like I have good relationships with my advisees. And I think just in general, to see a student maybe who struggled as a freshman and then to see them graduate is you know, an amazing feeling. And I can think of a couple students that come to mind, just students that I really, you know, wanted to be successful and had to work hard and really were persistent. And I love that experience. I also really enjoy, you know, working with my coworkers and with other faculty across campus. I am a naturally collaborative person. So any opportunities to work with other people on projects is exciting to me. All right, we want to thank you for coming on and talking to us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hello and welcome to the Rough Draft Podcast, Season 9, Episode 4, your favorite student-run literary, cultural, and filmographical podcast here at York College of Pennsylvania. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and this week we're taking a look at professors and students in the Nursing and Allied Health Department here at York College of Pennsylvania. My first guest today is Professor Shannon Childs. Professor Childs, thanks for coming on. Thank you. So what specifically is your field of study and what kind of classes do you teach here at York? I am a respiratory therapist uh, by trade and I now teach respiratory therapy to the respiratory care program at York College. So what first got you interested in respiratory therapy? Um, well, it's, it's kind of a long story, but um, my grandfather actually had COPD, which stands for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And that's something that a respiratory therapist uh, would, you know, would uh, treat and take care of. And he was actually uh, admitted to the hospital and put on a ventilator or a breathing machine uh, when I was trying to figure out what I wouldn't do with my life. So when I saw um, his respiratory therapist come in and start, you know, playing with the breathing machine, pushing buttons, I, I asked her, hey, what are you? Like, what do you do? And She's the one that led me to the director at that time. And uh, that's how I got involved in York College. And I actually went to York College as well. All right, looks like John is here. Oh. Well, uh, hey, man. <laughs> what first got you interested in teaching? Uh, I think I, at a very young age, I was always interested in teaching. You know, I used to like play teacher um, when I was five years old. But um, I always knew that I didn't want to be a hands-on therapist clinically. 
for, you know, my entire adult life. I knew that I wanted to do something else. Um, and I really, really enjoy the fact that I get to take what I already know and pour it out to the other students and help the next generation achieve their goals. Uh, you said you went to York College and now you teach here. What drew you to the school? I did. Um, honestly, it's a great school and it was local to me. Um, I'm from Southern York County and it's in, you know, York County. So <laughs> I figured, hey, this is a, you know, close place to go and a great school and it had what I was looking for. So it all worked out for me. Uh, so have you taught anywhere else besides York? I have not. Well, I take that back. I did teach for about a year at uh, a school in Lancaster. Um, and it was for the same thing. It was for respiratory therapy. And it was only because I worked there as a clinical educator and that position became um, or it came available. And then the school shut down after a year. So <laughs> that's why I stopped. What would you say is a common misconception that people have about respiratory therapy or students that are studying it? Um, you know, respiratory therapy is not looked at highly because the nurse, nurses overshine respiratory therapy. We're kind of, um, you know, the, the redhead stepchild of the hospital. Um, not a lot of people know about respiratory therapy or know um, what our profession does. As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of my friends and family members still think I'm a nurse. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest thing that we have to overcome. And even as students, that's just, it's something that we have to m make people aware of. You know, we have to market it, we have to advertise it. And um, because our, there are so few of us in our profession, it's just not as well known as others. How has instruction changed since you first started? Um, I just started teaching in my role about a year ago. Um, but I will say that I have been a clinical instructor before. And uh, even before that, you know, I went to school here. So I, I know a little bit of the difference. Honestly, it's probably the technology. There are so many things now that um, are at our fingertips. Uh, Canvas, I think, is a, a great tool that we use. Um, you know, even even studying for tests and using Kahoot and, and stuff like that, it just, it was never really available. We had the old like overhead projectors with the, the plastic slides that you would write on. <laughs> and you know, now we have PowerPoint and stuff like that. So it's definitely the technology that's really made a big jump. Um, I think our students are the same. They've always been. So you, you know the school pretty well. What would you like future students to know about York? Um, I'd say I would like them to, to get involved. That is something I regret not doing. Um, I uh, commuted here, so I was I just came, went to class, and went home. <laughs> you know, I never really um, dug deep and, you know, became part of the college. So um, I probably don't know your college as much as I should, and that's my fault. And my advice would be just to, you know, to, to play more, to, <laughs> to be involved more. Yeah, as a commuter myself, it is difficult to be involved with the community. Yeah, definitely. What is something you like to do on the weekends? Hmm. My parents have a beach house, <laughs> <laughs> so I like to go to the beach. Um, other than that, I don't have very many hobbies. <laughs> Just kind of like to hang out, be with my friends.
What's something that your students probably don't know about you? Hmm. We're pretty close. So we do talk about a lot of stuff, but uh, they probably don't know that I race cars. Um, <laughs> that's that's really not anything that I broadcast too much. Um, but yeah, I'm a, a big car fan and I do enjoy, you know, being at the racetrack. Oh, well, it's definitely an interesting hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> usually not something that a girl likes. <laughs> What is something you would like current students to know about respiratory therapy? Um, I want them to know that being a clinical therapist isn't their only option. There is so many ways they can diversify themselves. Um, they can be a teacher. They can be involved in management. They can be a clinical instructor. They could be a clinical educator in the department. They could work in um, pulmonary rehab or other places that aren't hospital-based, like our, our sleep lab in Dover. There's, there's so many opportunities and so many options, and I just want them to see the big picture rather than think they're kind of pigeonholed in one spot. All right. And our last question for you today, what would you say is one of the most rewarding experiences you've had at York? Honestly, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm always rewarded. Um, as a clinician, just seeing people get better was fantastic for me. And as a teacher, being able to see the students see someone get better because of the care that they provided is amazing. All right. We want to thank you for coming on and talking to us today. All right. Thank you.